we do need a bit of Peter Coombe to get the juices flowing at this time of night in Sydney or anywhere across the eastern seaboard. Now, Simon McLaughlin is the Deputy Sports Editor of the Daily Telegraph. He joins us each and every Wednesday night to have a peek at the back pages of tomorrow's telly. He's on the line right now. Evening, Simon. G'day, Jules. How are you? That, that sounds like a, a song that uh, Andrew Redmayne might be able to dance along to. Uh, there's nothing he can't dance to. You know, for a ginger white guy, he's got some decent moves, Andrew Redmayne. I'll give him that. No offence intended there, Gibbo. <laughs> Gibbo's on the panel tonight. He's a ginger white guy. Hey, you must be on a high with uh, that magnificent win by the dogs over the eels. Oh, absolutely. I'm expecting uh, it got us off the bottom of the ladder and I'm expecting uh, another win this weekend against West Tigers on Sunday. It's, you know, premiership, here we come. Premiership, here we come. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I mean, if, if anybody's got motivation, it'd be Mick Potter, I would have thought. I'll tell you what, you know, he, he's just another one in a line of Tigers coaches that have parted company with the club. Michael Maguire, of course, most recently, and he's had his first exclusive interview. That's right. Back page of the telly, he's got a very large photo of Andrew Redmayne and then a very large headline underneath with Michael Maguire saying, I'll be back. So he was terminated a little while ago, but reckons he'll be back coaching. Um, I don't know if he's uh, a genius or crazy, but he reckons that this whole experience that he's been through um, isn't enough to chase him out of the coaching game. Um, Maguire uh, tells us that he... Talk, he talks about the buzz that he feels from coaching. He talks mm. about the camaraderie and the connections. And he says that what's happened at the Tigers won't break him. He's still got a lot of self-belief. Um, and interestingly, it's sort of one aspect of the interview he talks about, which is easy to forget, he sort of talks about how most of his coaching career he's been a winner, whether it be an assistant at Melbourne Storm or um, winning premierships at Wigan and South Sydney. Yeah. This time at West Tigers has really only been the sort of the the, uh, the, uh, the losing part of his coaching career. So he, he seems pretty confident he's going to get another job. Uh, he certainly wants one. Um, but whether, um, you know, the right time, the right, right place comes up for him, I don't know. I think he will. He's an excellent coach. I mean, you don't have that success with Wigan and then again with their South Sydney if you don't know what you're doing, right? So he's replicated that success. Sometimes they're certain coaches, for whatever reason, not the right fit at a club. I mean, you could say that old Bennett, relatively speaking, didn't have great success at Newcastle. I mean, I could argue that to a degree because he did make a prelim, but I guess compared to the heights that he reached with South of the grand final, Saints, obviously with the premiership and then multiple premierships with, with Brisbane, but... You know, this is a thing. This is the difference between a Mike Maguire and, you know, say Nathan Brown or a Trent Barrett. You know, those guys, fair to say, I think, Simon, their coaching careers are done. Yeah. Done? Absolutely. I would say so. But, yep. but Maguire. And the other thing, too, is there's not a lot of coaches around at the moment. I know Seraldo, pardon me. I mean, Seraldo is the one that seems to be the hottest property in the game at the moment. And Fitzgibbon was sort of next cab off the rank in one of this long line of assistants. But there's still a degree of trepidation or point assistance because a lot of them haven't performed as well. I mean, look at Adam O'Brien. He struggles at Newcastle at the moment. But Seraldo, yeah. outside of that, I mean, Flanagan's name comes up, you know, Christian Wolf in circles, you know, maybe Paul Green, or we don't know. But, you know, where uh, where is this sort of this deep well of coaching talent? That's right. The names you just mentioned are the same ones that keep 
coming up yeah. again and again. But Maguire, in terms of his bid for trying to get back into the NRL as a head coach, he does have one advantage over a lot of those other guys, and that is he's going to be in the shop front, uh, in the shop window at the World Cup. Uh, he's going to be coaching a team next weekend. Um, mm. Not this weekend, next weekend when New Zealand plays Tonga. So it's not like he's going to be falling out of uh, the limelight at all. If if he got New Zealand to the World Cup final and they uh, you know, perhaps even won it and he's there lifting the trophy, uh, that's going to do his job prospects no harm. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting one. Uh, we had a column with Matthew Johns last week who said, he thinks Madge should step away from the game for a little while just to to um, recharge and get some perspective. Uh, I think we've talked before about you know why people want to put themselves through these sorts of jobs and well, there's you know half a million dollars a year up for grabs for a decent NRL coach. So yeah. it's worth the stress if you can handle it. And Michael Maguire, according to this interview, seems like he's up for it again. You know, some some coaches are a special breed. Some just seem born for it. They relish that high-stress environment. And a lot of people, you know, great assistants don't always make great coaches. I think Paul Kent may have sort of suggested this. You know, mm. all of a sudden you've got to deal with player managers and, and boards and CEOs and and the rest of it. It's just it, it doesn't shut down. You know, all that noise, it's all this other stuff you've got to deal with, not so much yeah. what you do on the field. And that's a problem. And some seem better equipped in handling it. Than others, so I'd like to see him back in the game. I actually quite like Michael McGuire. I like him a lot, and uh, I think he'll certainly be in demand. A lot of people are saying the Warriors might be a nice fit. I tell you what, you'd want a pretty decent character to entice somebody there at the moment. Yeah, that doesn't seem like the right sort of job for McGuire. I, I'm not sure who that job would suit. Um, I'd like to see a New Zealand coach the Warriors. To be honest with you, mm. I know that didn't work out with Stephen Kearney, but. I, I don't know, I just feel like that club lacks a little bit for identity and that would be one way of, of strengthening their their ties to their actual nation that they come from for yeah, a start. Yeah. Not that they've been able to play there a lot, but I do, I do think that, that, that just slotting another Aussie coach in there, you know, again, I don't, I don't think that would sit well with a lot of people. Yeah, I, particularly I think, Warriors fans. Well, yeah, I think the main reason up that that people are making that connection is because he's coaching the Kiwi side. Um, speaking of which, the international week, and they take on the Tongans. Now, the Tongan squad looks mm. was very impressive. I know Christian Wolf is sort of still pulling the strings that he won't be there. Dean Young taking charge with a pretty handy assistant by the name of Wayne Bennett. Uh, they've named Daniel mm. Tupo and Katoni Staggs. Now, you know, current rules say that, yes, you can play Origin for New South Wales and represent a second-tier nation. The problem, though... Yep. is that they're both on the same mm. weekend. So these two That's gentlemen right. have, a de- have a decision to make. What's the latest there? Yep. And it's our information that Tony Staggs and Daniel Tupo will be playing for the Blues. Okay. Um, they're definitely going to be in the squad if fit, and and they'll be in um, Blues colours, not Tongan colours. So Staggs is quoted in this piece in the Telegraph tomorrow saying as much. Uh, and he said that um, Tupo has also rung Brad Fittler and said that he'll be available for the Blues. Mm-hmm. It was merely a case of if Fittler didn't pick Stags and Tupo, then he wanted to. Um, they wanted to the chance to pick them in their side. So 
if stags and Tupo are in, there's, there's, we've got quite a few other permutations in the blue squad um, with some pretty good mail from um, from some of our league reporters. We think uh, Jake Vavojevic is headed for an origin recall. Ah, there you go. Uh, and we think Josh Adokar is firming back in people's minds. Now, wow. that, that does seem to conflict with the information on Daniel Tupo, but yeah, Josh Adokar is uh, perhaps a squad member. Um, and that we think Ryan Madison and Regan Campbell-Gillard and Tarek Sims are the three guys who might be struggling to keep their spots. So I don't think that's too much of a surprise given how outplayed the forwards were in Origin mm. 1. Um, It'll be interesting, uh, that makeup. So Madison, RCG and Tarek. So Jake... Presumably, I don't know. Would he play off the bench in place of Madison, for example? RCG, I thought, probably deserved another crack. His form's been pretty good this year. If you're an Eels fan, you'd, I suppose, be happy that you're getting two players back. I haven't mm. seen the draw if, if they would have missed out anyway. But, and Tarek, well, you know, a lot of people speculating that there was his, his last origin. Adokar's a really interesting one, though. You know, if that's mm. to be believed. I mean, how do Because you, you either pick him or don't have him at all. But the, a lot of people are saying out of the camp, the thing they missed most, yes, he wasn't playing, and an eye for one would have had him. But you know, he's sort of the he's the Blues hype man. He's the guy that really gets Absolutely. them up and pumped. And people, you know, don't underestimate the importance of of those sorts of players in your camp. Absolutely, agree totally. Uh, you just you only have to watch out O'Car for about ten minutes, and you, he just seems like the kind of guy you want to hang out with. Yeah. Um, you know, scored another three tries on on Monday. Um, look, it, it was it's a strange one in terms of origin selection because I don't necessarily. I would argue that Adokar wasn't really that out of form. Um, it was more a strategy or a tactic selection to go with Tupo over him than a form mm. one. Um, you know, it's been said to me that. There was some defensive concerns, but, you know, Adokar hasn't let New South Wales down on a defensive front previously. So, uh, yeah, look, if if he was to go Adokar over Tupo, it'd, it'd be a strange one because that hints at a change of tactic rather than a form uh, concern. Yes. So, yeah, it'd be... Well, you know, it's I mean, you're 1-0 down, you, you lose a series. Is gone. I remember Cameron Smith saying on this network, when you go into game two, 1-0 down, it's not panic stations, but it's sort of a heightened tension around the place. And, mm. you know, they, they you generally don't lose at home, so they're up against it. So, I, I'd, I'd have no drama. I'd like to see him back. I thought he was great against the Eels. He had three tries. He looked like they had a car of old. He looks like the guy that was enjoying himself. And I think it was... Um, uh, Simon, after that try, the, the intercept, wasn't it? Um, mm. I can't remember through. Mm. It might have been Gutho who threw that ball. And he plucked it out of the air and raced away, and he pounded the badge and he gave it a kiss. And you know, he's as passionate as he was on day one. You know, so for those that oh, say absolutely. he went there for the money, is that well? No, he didn't. Yeah, no, he didn't. And, and I think Bulldogs fans, he's automatically their favourite player. So uh, I think they're they're wrapped that they've. Uh, Got him, and, and it'll be great when he lifts the Premiership trophy <laughs> this year or next. Well, you know, uh, Reid Marty couldn't lose. Oh, okay, I'm playing for Para and my team, <laughs> but you know what? If, at least I'm seeing glimpses or some signs of yeah. life. I, I don't know if it's, you know, it's only a few weeks into uh, Mick Potter's coaching tenure there at the Kennel, but 
They just they, they look like a team that's just throwing the ball around a bit more. I think Matt Burton said as oh, much I, afterward, didn't absolutely. he? It's, a, it's a new lease it's, of life, yeah. and you've got to bring these guys. So they into the said game. what was the stat? The stat about uh, they've scored more points in four games than they did in the previous ten under Trent yeah. Garrett. So, yeah. Um, yeah, something's clicking there, which oh. is really positive. So you're telling me that you're going to put the house on the dogs' four oh five kickoff, fifteen v thirteen at Combank Stadium. Oh. I have to tell the missus to uh, put the car out, save me a parking spot when I get home because there's no parking in the streets of Parramatta. They play Combat Stadium anyway. Thank you, mate. As per usual, I've taken up far too much of your time. We'll catch those stories tomorrow. Yeah, looking forward to reading that chat with Madge. And Katoni Staggs, Danny Tupper have chosen New South Wales over Tonga, but this is a really interesting watch now. Is the Fox going to be back in contention? Likewise, Jake T, who some people thought shouldn't have been out of contention, and where does that leave Maddo, RCG and Tarek? Thank you, mate. We'll catch you then. Cheers, Jules. There he is, Simon McLaughlin, Deputy Sports Editor of the, uh, used to be the Australian, now the mighty Daily Telegraph.